0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Roots. This is your host, Alex, speaking to you here today. Uh, this is the last episode of the podcast in 2022. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the last podcast of 2022. I'm so pleased you all tuned in. Today's episode is releasing right in the lead up to Christmas. And I hope you all are bundled up with some hot chocolate, candy canes, all the fix-ins as you're preparing to listen to this wonderful podcast that we're making right now. Uh, As I always say, or as I'm trying to say more and more, the roots of a tree or any sort of plant are where it gets its nourishment, its support. Um, In a very similar way, this podcast aims to give the saints spiritual nourishment and support by exploring foundational concepts about the Christian faith. Lots of big words, but it is not us who are giving you spiritual nourishment. It is God. And so, we're just talking about biblical concepts and things about the Lord that we love and that are foundational to our faith. And uh, yeah, that's why it's called Roots. Some people ask, and I'm like, this is why. Today, I have such a special treat for you all. Thank you so much for tuning in for this. Lydia Summer is our guest today. She is a dynamic entrepreneur. She has a diverse background in music education, artistic administration, marketing, missionary work, all of the above. Um, As the founder and CEO of Splendor Magazine, Lydia is dedicated to empowering and equipping women to glorify God, and we are lucky enough to have her Mm. all to ourselves today on The Roots Podcast. Uh, In addition to being the founder and CEO of the magazine, she also hosts the Dressed in Splendor Podcast as an extension of the magazine's ministry, which is how I found her Uh, Just so excited to have you on the podcast today, Lydia. Thank you so much for coming. We're going to be talking about a very Christmassy topic today, finding true comfort and joy, specifically just founded on God and His character and who Mm -hmm. He is. Uh, I hope that God uses this time to encourage you all to find comfort and joy in Him alone this Christmas season. Lydia, thank you so much for joining with us today. It is such a pleasure. What have you been up to today? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing so well. I, um, yeah, I thank you for having me. It's been such a complete, unexpected surprise to have been reached out and to talk about this uh, topic. I honestly have become really passionate about comfort and joy and the true meaning of that more and more recently. So I'm excited to talk more about that. Um, Today's been kind of a chill day. I was dog sitting and had a kind of youth leader party, uh, Christmas party for, because I serve in youth group at my church as well. So, nice. did that, came home and got ready for this podcast. So, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I did the same. I just finished my dinner of two reheated Costco pizza slices uh, yep. that I just, they just, the Costco pizzas last so long. And I'm so appreciative of that <laughs> for making such a worthwhile product. Um, jumping into this real quick, what inspired you? To start the Dressed in Splendor podcast, what is like the main goal of the show? You can also answer in terms of like the magazine because I know that mm. that's those missions are probably super intertwined.
1: Yeah. So. When I first had the dream to start the magazine I actually also kind of wanted to start the podcast but I realized in that moment slowly roll you need to take one day at a time start with the <laughs> magazine first because that's what God called you to first and then um, you know bring that up when it was time but what I'm really passionate about is getting people's stories I really feel that or believe in the power of testimonies and mm-hmm. that God is given us each a testimony to be able to use and share with others, to be able to encourage them in their walk. Um, And, you know, the name of dress in Splendor really comes from Luke 12, 27, which is also our mission verse for Splendor magazine. It says, look at how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Mm. And just reading that scripture, I feel like we should be dressed in even grander splendor than the wildflowers i mean solomon first of all like he was you know the richest man probably most beautiful man he had the money to be mm-hmm. dressed in grand splendor but this verse is calling him out and saying he wasn't and that the wildflowers were dressed in grander splendor than solomon was and i think the point of the what luke is saying or this book is saying is that you know the wildflowers trusted in their creator to make them They knew Mm -hmm. that they were going to be taken care of. The same with the birds of the air. They trusted in God to make them, to create them, to take care of them. And we do such a horrible job about that (laughs) as human beings because of sin entering in this world. And we just worry about so many things we worry about tomorrow. But scripture is so clear saying that we should not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And so my desire is that sharing these testimonies, especially for those who maybe want to pursue God's calling in their life, but they're too afraid to maybe go after it, just to say yes to God every single day, to be obedient to Him and trusting Him for today. And then if you can do that and trust Him for tomorrow, He's going to make your path straight. And if we can trust in Him and not worry, then we should be dressed in even grander splendor because we're made in God's image. We are more special in that way to where we actually do emanate God's glory in us and so you know that's just something that i think is very important for people to to understand of like just trusting god in everyday especially with your calling but in all things
0: yeah yeah i feel like trust is probably going to be like a mini thesis throughout this entire podcast episode because yeah. trusting in god to be our comfort to be our joy like that is what determines the amount of subjective experience of comfort we feel mm-hmm. and joy we feel is the amount of trust we have in the lord to fulfill his promises a scripture that comes to mind that i was you know looking up before is uh, psalm 119:50 this is my comfort in my affliction that your promise gives me life and the promise itself of course it is substantive the promise like god is following through on his promises but on our Thinking on the promise and reminding ourselves of God's promises that maybe haven't been fulfilled or are being fulfilled in ways we can't see. Even just the fact that God promises us things gives us life. And mm-hmm. a promise that I think about is Matthew 5, 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. That's a promise. That's Jesus yeah. on the Sermon of the Mount saying, like, if you are in pain, if you're mourning, if you're if you're mourning over your sin, if you're mourning over your circumstance, like I will comfort you. And Psalm 119.50, that's our comfort and affliction. It's like our trust yes. in that. So yes. I love that you bring up Luke and just, yeah, the arrays of splendor that mm-hmm. God gives us when we depend on him. And even yeah. like when we like are bad at it, like he still does it because he's so good. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, just for context, on the podcast, you promote various themes on the podcast. Every like five episodes or so, you switch to another one. I know you and your team spend a lot of time in prayer deciding Mm -hmm. like what different themes to promote and when. Right now, the theme is comfort and joy, Mm -hmm. hence why you're featured on this particular podcast Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, I listened to that episode in the series about comfort and joy. I knew I just had to have you on. What did the process of choosing that theme look like on your guys' end? Like, Because I know you guys have to go find those stories, go find those testimonies. What did the pre-production of choosing comfort and joy, what did that look like and why did you guys choose it?
1: Yeah so the themes of our podcast actually coincide with the themes of our magazine um with our issues so right now we're a quarterly uh, magazine and so every 3 months we have a different theme that we like to cover and so last January, or I guess this past January, um, my team and I we had an annual retreat to talk about what we wanted to do for our next year and what we wanted to focus on. And we actually um, our spring issue after this was kind of what shaped the rest of our um, discussion for the you know the summer, fall, and winter uh, issues. And so, comfort and joy is our our winter issue theme and. I guess this is a conversation with comfort and joy, especially when we were thinking specifically for a winter issue. You know, someone's like, let's do something Christmassy, you know, and I was thinking, yeah, that's great. But when we were digging deeper into comfort and joy, we... We're sharing a lot of our own personal testimonies, especially within the past two years since COVID. Like, I think it's just been kind of a mess. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) I'm speaking for myself, but it's been kind of a mess. And it's been harder to kind of trust in God sometimes in different hardships of our life. Or it seems like maybe we're facing more hardships. I know that people have lost loved ones due to COVID and other things as well. And, you know, comfort and joy... (sighs) You know, uh, we we talk about it a lot during the Christmas season, but not everyone feels that way. I mean, actually, seasonal depression is a huge thing, Mm. and that's not often really talked about whenever you're talking about Christmas, you know? Like, it's always, like, bright and cheery, and you want to focus on the good, and people are generally more giving and loving and caring, and... But there are still the people who are hurting from different things in their life, like, you know, those who are single after very many years and you're still not married and, and the holiday season can be really lonely. Or, you know, you're facing um, the holidays where a loved one passed away or things like that. And so we just really wanted to cover this topic and say like, okay, what does true comfort and joy actually look like versus what the world standards and what they say about it, especially during the Christmas season? Mm -hmm. Because true comfort and joy you can have regardless if you actually, like specifically with joy, if you actually feel joy, like joy is not a feeling. It's really a fruit of the spirit. And with comfort, mm. you know, a lot of times you you want to chase after things of this world to feel comfort like to feel comfort. But really, like when you do that, it's more self-destructive and harmful than when you right. go to God for comfort. So that's kind of why we decided and talked about that is mostly from our own personal testimonies and then wanting to share a little bit of hope and sharing raw truth with people um, about their hardships and and hopefully being an encouragement to others.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you just mentioned like some of the ways that we go out into the world and try to find comfort and joy. What are those in your experience? Like in what ways have you seen people try and define comfort and joy outside of God? Like, Like looking for that, like what are the areas that you've seen in your life and in your like community of people trying to find comfort and joy outside of the Lord?
1: Yeah, so I think... There are some that come to mind where people will want to find comfort in a physical person because, you know, they, if especially if maybe they are a Christian and they want to feel like a, a tangible hug from God, but they can't. And that is to them like physical touch is their love language and they want to be comforted in that way. Then they want to be able to seek that comfort um in in a person and hoping that maybe they can actually like make me feel better and realizing though that even that comfort in hugging someone it doesn't last Um, And unfortunately, things can go down a harmful path of like, okay, this person can't give me enough comfort. Maybe something else like self-harm will. And so, and that's like something pretty pretty drastic, but that is something that happens when you do try to find something that's not of God to comfort yourself, where it goes from something innocent maybe to something really, really harmful for you. And I think it's kind of proof to show like, that's what happens when you try to find something outside of God for comfort. Yeah, um, There are other things too, where I think that people want to find uh, an escape, you know, so they'll want to try and like, you know, people are saying food is their comfort, right? So they want to go out to eat. They want to be able to have a good meal. They want to just be able to, when they're feeling sad, they're going to eat that. So, you know, I could talk a lot about how that could go down a path too, or just finding different things. Like I know for me, music is a huge comfort for me. So when it, whenever I listen to jazz, I just feel so, I feel joyful and comfort. And so mm-hmm. I just like, but those things, again, like they don't last. And yeah. with joy, I think people are trying to chase that feeling of happiness. And a lot of times it's self-serving in mm-hmm. a way, you know, it's like you do you Self-love, all that stuff. And I'm not saying that self-love isn't important, but when you're trying to chase the high of constantly feeling happy because you don't want to feel the negative emotions in your life or you want to just continuously try and like live your best, happy, joyful life... When you associate joy as a feeling or joy with happiness, then you're actually missing the true meaning of what joy truly is. And it's saying right. like, no, I cannot be happy and still have joy. Because I mentioned on the podcast and also one of the verses I uh, want to share is Nehemiah 8.10, where it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Even when we don't feel like we can do anything really, or when we're depressed or sad, God's joy can bring us strength. So even if we don't feel that and we don't even sometimes emanate that fruit of the spirit, like God's joy can be the ones that we can cling to for strength and actually help Mm -hmm. us in our time. But there's just so many things that I can think and list of. But those are just a few things where I think the world would rather chase something physical or you know, chasing happiness to, you know, as their comfort and joy when that's not the true meaning at all.
0: For sure. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that too. I've seen people with social media and like yeah. connection and trying to get, I know it's like, it's a classic cliche criticism of social media, but it is addicting to get attention and approval yeah. from anyone online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it in, you know, the chase of, of money, of status, of career. Uh, mm. And I think it's interesting to think about like every human being has a God shaped hole in our soul. Yeah. And we're going to chase other things besides God until we find our full satisfaction in God for our identity, our meaning, our purpose. Mm -hmm. And until we find Him, we are always going to look for things that God promises to give us. I think of like um, connection, like you said, like the feeling of an actual human hug, like a a Mm -hmm. human connection. I feel like sometimes the reason we idolize relationships so much, idolize marriage, Mm -hmm. idolize big friend groups and like big relational things is because God is relational and we're made in his image. And so it's not inherently bad to want community, but outside of having our first cup filled with God's community Mm -hmm. with us, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: everyone else is going to fall short no matter what, you know, everyone else. And then you're, (laughs) I've I've talked about this a lot with, you know, my friends and Megan, my wife, Mm Um, Tim Keller has a has a great quote about marriage, in that like if you don't get your satisfaction from God mm. and you're looking for your spouse for your satisfaction, your meaning, mm. your purpose, your identity, you're gonna be a terrible spouse because mm. the expectations are gonna are gonna crush them. Cause they're not yeah. God. They're a fallible yeah. human being. So those are just a couple of the areas that I've thought about with, you know, where we tend to find comfort and joy in the world. And the reason it's so harmful is because exactly what you said, it's temporary. yeah the, the the resources run out. So when we're looking for comfort and joy, if we look for anything that has a limited resource attached to it, a limited like supply of mm-hmm. comfort to offer, it's going to end. And then yeah. we're just going to move on. And that's, that's why true. God is so perfect in who He is and how He operates with us because He is unlimited. He has endless comforts to give. Uh, I think um, one of the one of the verses I pulled up, one of John Piper's favorites, is "At your right hand are pleasures forevermore." Yeah. Forevermore, for yeah. eternal pleasures. Like how many times have you watched a movie and like had that feeling of satisfaction and like, oh wow, that was a great movie. Forevermore, never. It always runs out. Same yeah. with relationships. Same with you know jazz music as good as good as it is, it does run out. You know, right. but God does not. Praise the yeah. Lord. Um, next question here, I, I kind of want to talk about, can you like, as we're talking about like how people have tried to find comfort and joy outside of God, I know I mm-hmm. am so guilty even now as a born again Christian, I'm so guilty of tr- still trying to find comfort and joy outside of the person of Jesus, outside of God. Can you give an example of a time when you struggled to find comfort and joy just like in your faith walk outside of God?
1: Yeah. um, The biggest thing that comes to mind is when I was a junior in college, I was actually severely depressed. Um, Weirdly, I didn't know that I was until I went back to school um, because it was the end of my sophomore year and my summer in between sophomore and junior year of college where things just kind of hit the fan. Mm. And My relationship with one of my really close friends kind of just imploded and I had actually tried to, thankfully the Lord reconciled our relationship years later, but I had tried to be a good friend and I had failed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really broke me. And I realized that I had like placed a lot of people's burdens on my back. Um, And when I couldn't fulfill or when I was not doing a good job of being a good friend or someone that they could lean on um, that really just kind of crushed me in a way. And then I went into a Mm -hmm. summer working at a ranch where drinking was the atmosphere, it was the culture. And, um, you know, I was trying to like not be a part of that, but I was just so, and there was like drama that kind of centered around me somehow, but I was trying not to be a part of that, but I was so like, I wanted to people please and just kind of, you know, stop fighting and of trying to like, just trying to fit in so that they could like me again. Um, and I think that being a part of that party culture for that summer actually did a number on me more than I thought. And I thought that I was just sad because I was around people that I didn't really like and they were kind of a little toxic for me. Um, They're really great people, but it was just the that summer and really, mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad. But I went back and I was severely depressed and mm. I was kind of let down by the Christian organization I was a part of on campus and just different things. And I honestly just, I really, I try to find comfort in those people and they let me down in a sense and just mm-hmm. trying to find comfort in anyone who could try and make me feel better. And no one could, like, I didn't feel at all Good at and or happy or joyful. And yeah. my spirit was really at an all time low in that moment to where um, I actually went home. And and I remember this very clearly I went home for a fall break, which is only a three day break at my college then. So um, it wasn't like I was in Texas and going home to Illinois for a three day weekend is really not worth it. But my parents could tell that something was up with me. And so mm-hmm. I went home. And I kind of was expecting, like I've been, I was used to people trying to uh, make me feel better and trying to console me and be there for me in a way, even though they failed and never, and really didn't help me. So when I went to talk to one of my best friends, she and I were talking and she was like, Lydia, you are letting the enemy win right now. Like after I was talking to her, she's like, you're letting Satan win and you're not fighting at all. And I was like kind of mad at her because I was like, "Um, you're supposed to be giving me, (laughs) you're supposed to say like everything's gonna be okay. Like God loves you or whatever. I love you. Like I was craving like attention or some kind of thing that I could hold on to um but she was just straight up honest with me and saying like you're letting satan win and i was like dang you're right and so it was not that moment where I just decided to fight back and to kind of claim back my identity and realizing that my identity was being placed in so many different people. And I had to figure out again and find out who I am in Jesus and who I am for these people and, and loving them well. And when I loved them well, I was able to love myself better and to understand who I was again in Jesus, which at mm-hmm. that time, like I almost... I almost walked away from the faith, to be honest, because I was like, God is not real. He hates me. He's not here. And I kept crying out to him, like, where are you? Mm -hmm. Not realizing until years later that he was there the whole time. And I just didn't know how to reach out to him. I didn't know how to actually have him as my comfort and joy. And I felt like I actually, even though it seemed like I wanted him, I was really like pushing him away.
0: Hey, all. Hope you are enjoying the content. Quick thing. Uh, I am still hoping to give $100 away to a Roots listener. That is right. I am not completely broke, at least yet. Uh, all you have to do is leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Snag a screenshot of that review. DM it to me here on Instagram at roots.pod. Again, that's roots.pod. Uh, once I receive 100 submissions, I will raffle off $100 to one lucky reviewer. Okay, that's all. Please do it. Get some cash, help the show, all the good stuff. Back to the show. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, in my life, I, I totally hear what you're saying about identity and finding mm-hmm. my identity in other people. I'm a total people pleaser. Yeah. Um, I realize one of the most disappointing things about marriage. Is how dependent I am on my wife's behavior to just Mm. fill me up and have my Mm. identity be secure, you know, and Mm. have like my day go well. Because if she doesn't affirm me perfectly and in the ways that I need, right Mm. when I need them, like my day is thrown off. Mm. And that's not a disappointing thing about her. That's a disappointing thing about me Mm. because I'm not Mm. finding my identity and meaning and purpose in Christ, you know. And that's been a big, you know, lesson. It's one of those lessons that. Once you realize you're being taught it, it's not like, oh great, I can just find my identity in Christ. <laughs> it's one of those lessons that you're like, okay, I'm going to be working at this until the day I die. Yeah. And that's just yeah, I I really struggle with that. Um moving on from like how people have struggled to find comfort and joy, how we have struggled to find comfort and joy. Mm. What does it mean? Like I know we've kind of touched on it here and there, but what does it mean for you to like trust in God? How can this Like trust in Him lead to real comfort and joy, real comfort and joy that actually lasts.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned one of the verses um, earlier, Psalm 119.50, that says, this is my comfort in my affliction that your promise gives me life, right? And that is something that I think is the true comfort and joy that we as Christians need to hold on to is that, his promise is life his his word brings life and i i reference in my podcast episode that what's his promise well it's saying that one day there's no longer going to be weeping and sorrow and mourning and grief and there's just you know so much that we can just we can hold on to that hope that one day we're not going to face all these all these trials that we're facing now. I mean, what we're going through, we weren't supposed to go through. And it's only because of sin entering in this world that we are. And so I think finding true comfort and joy is really just knowing like who God is and reminding yourself of His character. And so when you are going through these times, like, uh, you know, I I spend a lot of time, (laughs) I guess not a lot of time, but there are moments in my time, even though I'm very content in my singleness, I'm very... Um, I, sometimes I'm very sad about it, you know, cause something about me is I'm living at home with my parents in their basement of their small condo cause they downsized and, um, and I'm not where I thought I would be in life at 28, almost 29 years old, you know, and there's so much where I'm just like, Lord, when am I going to see the end of this? Right. And just crying out to him is like, I just, can you, you know, this is the wrong frame of thinking, but in the moment, I'm like, can you just give me some like rich man that I can marry, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I can just like find, you know, that my life could be easier, which we all know that's not the answer, right? And yeah. the answer is that you need to go back and and remember the truth of God. And I, I, in those moments, like, I think like, okay, Lord, I know you have a plan for me. I know you love me. And even though I can't feel you and I would love to have a hug from you, I, your word gives me comfort and so that's kind of mm-hmm. the thing where you can find comfort is in his word you know and that is something where when you need something to to be a reminder for you of what you're going you can find you can find advice you can find you know the right uh way to go about things of of comforting words from the lord in his word you know this everything that you can find um every subject you can probably think of you can find the answer, I guess, is what I was trying to say in his mm. word. And if yeah. you can find that, and if we as Christians believe that God's word is true, then we can hold on to the hope that this life is is, you know, passing away along with its desires, as I mentioned. And so, you know, yeah. what does last is God. What does last is mm-hmm. his his word, his holy spirit that indwells in us. And I think that's, you know, where a comfort or a joy comes in, right? Where The Holy Spirit is the one that can give us that joy. Because if we're thinking about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, it lists all those things out. And I think that, you know, there are some people who do emanate certain fruits of the Spirit better than others. And joy seems to be. Almost like you can see it on, you can see it outwardly through people's actions sometimes. So they Mm. look sometimes like they have a more joyful spirit Um, and it's an overflow of that joy in the Lord that flows out. But sometimes, you know, joy is, it's a little bit more subtle in that way. And other people have like other fruits of the spirit that they're better with. So. Um, you know, kindness, gentleness, um, things like that, self-control. But it's it's the Holy Spirit that instills that joy in us all throughout and and all the other fruits of the Spirit. And so I think, you know, for finding true joy, it's what I mentioned earlier with Nehemiah 8.10, it's like the best joy that you can find as your strength is in God. And to be able to know that, okay, this life sex um a lot of the time mm-hmm. it's not easy for a christian and god actually promises us suffering he doesn't promise us happiness and that's something that i think if we remember that that maybe hopefully that actually gives you kind of a comfort that like you, we as christians are not meant to be happy mm-hmm. i know that sounds weird but it's a matter of like okay if we are a christian so we can believe that god's word is true if we're facing suffering then that means that the world hates us And that there is something to live for and that should be bringing you joy as well. And so, you know, I could go on and on about this and I'm trying to find the right words because I think like, you know, my, my brain wants to try and say like, well, joy is a feeling, you know, but it's not. And that's like, that's the, my flesh saying that it should be, but it's one of those internal qualities of the Holy Spirit that indwells Mm. in us and bringing us that joy. And the joy I also believe is just the hope that's waiting for us on the other side, you know, that, that his promise brings us life.
0: Yeah. It is just that it's that trust piece. It really is. It's a natural cause and effect of when you trust in God, comfort and joy come. They just do because Mm -hmm. it's who he is. It's who he is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, even that, even the way I worded that question, what does it mean to trust in God and how can it lead to real comfort and joy? Mm. It's like, what does it mean to breathe in? And what is it yeah. like, how can that lead to like getting oxygen? It's like the same thing. It's just like a cause and effect. Yeah. And, um, you know, a verse that I want to bring up is, you know, one of the most beautiful speeches made by mm. Jesus ever is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me all who mm. labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Golly, oh my gosh. It's like, mm-hmm. how many times have I wanted God to say that to me? Like, come to me. I yeah. will give you rest. Like, if you labor, if you are heavy laden, like, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon mm-hmm. you. Because it's not easy to be a Christian. There yeah. is a yoke. But the yoke that we get from Christ is gentle. And it is, it is so yeah. much lighter than the heavy burden that we have right now on us, yeah. like without Christ in this world. Cause you're right. This life like sucks. You're mm-hmm. completely right. And that is because of sin. And it's like in this like broken sinful world, I still sometimes marvel at the fact that we even have breath in our lungs because like the mercy mm-hmm. of God to take a look at the earth in all of its sin and like objection against God. I think of, you know, Genesis when God says like, if you eat of the tree, you will die and then when they eat of the tree instead of them dying immediately he clothes mm. them mm. and like leads them into a new place it's like you would expect him to follow through but he had mercy because of right. Christ and we know that now um but just he's just so merciful and so just grace filled to actually just keep us here in this yeah. like in this world that we don't even deserve to be in here
1: yeah yeah.
0: Um but yeah, just like trusting in him and knowing that like that comfort and joy comes from that trust. Yeah. I think it's it's really really hard to explain to someone that hasn't experienced comfort mm-hmm. and joy in Christ. Yeah. And I know like I'm thinking of myself at 90, mm-hmm. like looking back at myself today and my understanding of comfort and joy in the Lord and knowing that when I'm there, I'm going to be like laughing at the person I am today like oh you have no idea oh yeah no idea (laughs) yeah I was
1: thinking the same thing earlier is that like as I was preparing what I was going to prepare well as I was going to um speak on comfort and joy for this my podcast episode was I was like man I I I thought I knew what this meant, and I think that sometimes we hear the words comfort and joy, and because of if you're anything like me, or you grew up in a Christian environment, you're like, oh yeah, duh, I know the Christian, you know, church answer to that. But then you're when you're when you're actually asked that question, you're like, um, <laughs> I actually don't <laughs> know what that means. So yeah. going into Scripture and 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 actually, you know, finding what God says about that, I was like, wow, this is so much more than I thought. And mm-hmm. like the joy of the Lord was my strength. Like I know I keep saying that, but I didn't, I never really thought about it like that. Like when I am weak and, and the context of that verse too is with people who, the people of, um, they were coming back to Jerusalem after exile and they're reading, um, Ezra is reading the, the law of the Lord and then they're weeping because they're grieving over how, of what they did, that their, their unfaithfulness to God. And Nehemiah is saying like, hey, do not be sorrowful for the joy of the Lord is your strength and all that stuff. And like, I was like, wow, that's just, you know, even in our, our grieving, God is saying, like, you, you can have strength in me because I'm joyful that you have returned. Mm-hmm. And I want to briefly also mention, because as I was thinking about it, you know, joy can also be a feeling. I, I want to yeah. just emphasize mm-hmm. that too, because I think like we can think of certain things that bring us joy, I, especially within the context of true joy of what that looks like true joy looks like when someone is free from a certain sin that they've been struggling with like i can relate about my situation where i was set free from sin and i kept saying like wow i was on cloud nine for two weeks because of how joyful i was with that burden lifted off of me joy is also knowing when a, a brother or sister in christ comes to know him for the first time like joy is as um you know celebrating life and celebrating the people around you rejoice with those who rejoice mourn weep with those who weep and things like that and i think as you were saying with like my yoke was easy is easy and light and is what you're saying like we're we have these burdens that we're not meant to carry and when we realize that we can actually give it up to god there is that joy in there as well and like wow like mm-hmm. i can breathe easy now lord you have that and that is something i think just you know, as we're talking about, like, joy is not a feeling. It isn't ultimately, like, the reason why we show feelings and emotions of joy is because of the freedom we have in Christ.
0: Yeah. You really, really got it, like, right on the head there. Like, joy is not a feeling. It can be expressed in that way, though, in Mm -hmm. happiness, in having a smile on your face and, like, actually having laughter come out of your mouth. Like, in the same way, like, comfort is not just a physical, like, I'm wrapped up in a blanket. Everything's great. Like, I feel comfort. Yeah. It is just in, in a future facing, like, trusting in something that has not come yet, mm-hmm. trusting yes. that in some way there is a light at the end of the tunnel, even if I can't even see the tunnel. Like, I just know that there's something yeah. there. And the reason I know that is because I know that I know God's name. I know who He mm-hmm. is. I know yes. that He's going to come through. And when He promises me that, like, these light momentary afflictions, will pass mm. and that these light momentary afflictions that don't feel light and momentary are preparing for me a glory beyond all comprehension if i trust mm-hmm. in that just that in and of itself if i am if i am in discomfort and i am in just deep deep sadness mm. trusting in that promise does bring me real comfort and joy because i can feel sadness i can feel discomfort at the exact same time as i'm as i'm acknowledging
1: mm-hmm. there
0: will be a day like the day of the Lord is coming, when Jesus is gonna come and take me home and be with yeah. Him, and they will, He He will wipe the tears from my face. Like I yes. think the, the people that God's gonna wipe the tears away from, like they will have experienced real tangible comfort and joy on mm-hmm. earth, but that comfort and joy is, a forward facing like comfort and joy to what is yeah. coming. Yeah, and so, of course, it's it's a very Christianese. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with the right word, but. Sometimes it can't, it doesn't feel helpful if you're in yeah. discomfort and you're in just depression and deep, deep sadness to have someone say, come on, just, just have comfort and joy in the Lord. Just yeah. take it. Because yeah. sometimes it can come across kind of bootstrappy, kind of like you're taking up, you're picking up yourself by your bootstraps and like, come on, just have comfort, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. better, like, because Jesus, you know? Right. Um Let's take this, like, now we're nearing the end of the podcast. Let's take this time to kind of discuss what are some practical ways that, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are young adults. What are some practical ways that young adult Christians can actively seek to find comfort and joy just in their daily life? What are some ways they can be reminded of God? Like, what are some things that come to your mind when I ask that question?
1: Yeah. um, Well, the first thing I'd like to say to those who... Maybe as you were saying, who are going through a hard time right now, um, it is okay to grieve. We all need that time. I mean, you know, there's a reason why it's unhelpful when someone says, well, just go to Jesus, you know, it's because your soul needs to grieve and mourn. And we see in scripture that God grieves. And the reason for that is because of sin. You know, we, I, as I mentioned before, we're not supposed to, we are not we were not created initially to ever go through the things that we're going through, Um, you know, infertility and um, loss of any kind, just sorrow of, you know, lost loved ones um, around the season, suicide, just death. I know, I know that's synonymous in a sense, but sin is basically death and I just want to just share that you have the right and you need to grieve. And I think because if you don't take the time to grieve, then the rest of the steps are practical steps will not be helpful to you. Um, I think it's okay that you need to scream and and yell at the Lord and and just be in that moment. Um, but also don't shut yourself up to that. So I guess that's the practical step is like when you are grieving, do not Allow yourself to be alone in your grief. Um, Allow others to enter into your life. And you can even be upfront with them and say, I don't need you to tell me anything right now. Just be here with me. But at the same time, when there is that moment, like maybe just have them pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. Maybe have them to share truth with you when you can't believe it for yourself. You know, that was something in my last episode of the Nearness and Presence of Yahweh series before our comfort and joy series was that someone was saying like she was in such a dark place and she couldn't believe that God was good but the reason why she was able to believe that truth still you know surrounding was because people were able to tell her that truth and remind her of it for her when she couldn't for herself and so that's one step i would say in like comfort and joy is that surround yourself around with people who can help you to remind you what that looks like, who that is, because both comfort and joy is found in Jesus Christ alone. And so I want to just be able to share too, Of like, I know this seems so simple and also seems like the most Christian church answer, but be in the word you know even if it's just absolutely writing on sticky notes and put it on your mirror of God's truths and things like that for you to be able to remind yourself of God's promises over your life and write down find as many promises as you can in God's word to remind yourself of like what you can hold on to for the hope that will come and you know just be able to be immersed in that even when you don't feel like it because God's word as we know in is alive It brings life. And even I feel like the times when you really don't want to are the times when the enemy is actually trying to get you out of it. And those are the times when you need to be in it most.
0: Yeah, so absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think those are like the best practical tools, but community, being a part of a church and allowing to also be a part of biblical counseling to help you process what you're going through um, is something that I'm a huge advocate for is just be able to um, know what you're going through like they may not know, but they can help you process your feelings and process your grief and allow you to walk with you in it without forcing you to try and change who you are or try and change your mind shifts right away. Like the point of biblical counseling is to always point you to Jesus and allowing you in a healthy way to express what's going on in your spirit and your soul.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are all like great tips. I think two verses that come to mind just before I give my thoughts on, you know, practical ways, you know, yeah. people can apply comfort and joy to their lives and trust in God, is Genesis fifty twenty and Romans eight twenty eight. Genesis fifty twenty is the conclusion of Joseph's story, mm. as he has been wronged and wronged and mm-hmm. wronged his whole story, and at the very end, uh, he is reconciled to his brothers, and he is like literally second in command in Egypt, saying, "As for you." He's talking to his brothers, as mm-hmm. for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And then Romans 8, 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So mm-hmm. kind of going back to what you said about like how we were never meant, we have been built for Eden and we are stuck yeah. in this fallen earth, yeah. but this is God's like, like God has chosen to allow some things to happen in our life. We see that in the story of Job. We see that allowing happening, but mm-hmm. not that the end should be our suffering just for right. its sake, but the end should be what Romans eight twenty eight says should be for our good. That doesn't mean everything is good. It, this mm-hmm. verse does not say all things are good for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. It says, For those who love God, all things work together for good. I think of, you know, Christ's crucifixion, like the most perfect, precious, blessed person dying the most horrific death anyone has ever died. Like that is the biggest atrocity ever known in humanity Mm -hmm. is the perfect one dying a sinner's death. But that Mm -hmm. was God's plan to reconcile many. So I think before we even get into, you know, practical ways, to bring comfort and joy into our lives, acknowledging that the pains and the hurts that have come upon us or we have brought upon ourselves, acknowledging first that everything's working together for our good and God's glory. Mm -hmm. Just acknowledging that and acknowledging like there isn't anything that I need outside of God's plan. Like God is at work and He's bringing about His good plan. Mm -hmm. So I guess even, I guess in saying that, a practical way of Capturing comfort and joy in your life is just applying biblical truth to your life. Mm. And I think the practical ways of doing that are going to vary from person to person. I think something that's helped yeah. me is identifying and then applying God's like word to the things that I've identified. Specifically, what I mm. want to identify is where am I finding my comfort and joy? Yeah. That is not God. And how can I apply God's word to those particular areas? So I think starting out in prayer and just saying, Lord, like, help me see my blind spots. Like, why am I miserable? Like, why am I so sad? Why am I hurting? Why am I lacking comfort and joy? God, open up my eyes and open up my head to like see like what's going on and like talk to your people in your community. See what Mm -hmm. they have to say. Ask them to pray Mm -hmm. for you and see Mm -hmm. if they have anything to offer. So once you identify what are quite literally you know idols in your life leaving yeah. you empty then search the scriptures search God's authoritative word yeah. for Think of it like a poison antidote thing where find the particular idol you're worshiping. Let's say it's an addiction to working and feeling like you're working too much and feeling like you're mm-hmm. worshiping status. And I feel like I just need to earn someone's approval. You know, write down Matthew 11:28 28 through 30. Come unto me, all who labor mm-hmm. and are heavy laden, yeah. and I will give you rest. Write that down and yeah. literally just carry it around. And whenever you start feeling that that yeah. oppressive need to work and that oppressive need to earn— pull it out and just read it and just ask. And then at the end of that, you know, reading scripture, pray to the Lord, God, would you apply this mm-hmm. word to this pain yeah. point in my life? Would you help me? Would you steward me? Uh, I think that would be my my biggest practical help is like identify what's, what's going yeah. wrong, find a scripture that attacks it, and then read it and pray over it. Just yeah. read it and pray over it. Um, and I feel like that's the only solution for this type of Deficit in our in our yeah. life as a Christian, uh, because I think we we undersell God's Word a lot. I think it it, oh, yeah. it is oh, yeah. so truly authoritative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's how God waged war against Satan when he was like tempting Jesus, and if that's how Jesus yeah. like does war with Satan, <laughs> that's how we should you know because oh, we're yeah. a lot less powerful. Amen. Sometimes I I think like Jesus with his immense power, if he was doing a battle with Satan against temptation, he would use like. Thunder and lightning and waves and like
1: these Mm -hmm. massive
0: like (laughs) demonstrations of power, but Mm -hmm. he uses the word and he's literally in doing that. He's placing God's word as more of an authority than just like raw power from his hand. Mm -hmm. So we should totally just like find the word, find Bible passages and Bible stories and Bible truths that apply to the pain points in your life that are hindering you from this comfort and joy in God. Just apply it. Mm. Uh, I think that's the I think that's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah. yeah, obviously, you know, talk to your community. See if anyone else in your church has had, you know, similar struggles that you have. See how they've walked through it. The church is such a rich. Think of it like a library. Like it's literally free resources for anybody to like mm-hmm. access. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this podcast is part of that. Part of that, you know, yeah. connecting the resource of God's Word, God's truth, to you. Mm-hmm. Man, this has been just such a good conversation. I'm feeling really encouraged. Like we're right here at the yeah, end me here. Too. Yeah, thank you so much for hopping on. Real quick, as as we're wrapping up here, um, I want I want to put one last just shout out to your magazine, uh, the Dress in Splendor podcast. Uh, guys, please, I'll put some links in the show notes. Please go check Mm -hmm. it out. It is um, just a remarkable area of ministry and and a great area that God has called you into. Lydia, thank you so much for being faithful to that. Kind of give us a, you know, maybe not a sales pitch, but give us like a teaser for like this comfort and joy series that's happening in the Dress and Splendor podcast. Give us like, I guess, what do you hope listeners will take away from this particular series over the next couple episodes of Dress and Splendor?
1: Yeah. So my guests who are coming on to the show are ones that I see um, demonstrate the fruit of joy, um, the fruit of the spirit of joy in a very, very great way. Um, and so our Christmas episode is actually just going to be talking with three um, awesome young women who they, to me, just emanate that joy so well. Um, and I kind of wanted to start it off on more of like a light note because they don't really, they like share like how they have joy even within like hard moments and stuff. Um, but our future uh, episodes will have like one person I'm I'm hoping to get on the, which I think she'll say yes to, but that I'm hoping to get on here is actually wrote a book about her life and how she... Um, is a survivor of sexual abuse that started at the age of three um, and other things that have just gone on and all that stuff. And so I want to be able to talk with her about it because I have also seen through her that in the midst of her book, she shares that her anchor is God and that she still has joy even when like it seems like she has every reason not to you know what i mean so so she's going to be someone that's on there we're going to be talking with some friends of mine who are uh missionaries and they um they just really like share the joy of why they do that and hopefully a couple other guests as well and it's not totally finalized yet but that is just a little bit of a teaser i think people are going to be really Comforted by mm-hmm. this series, or at least encouraged by it, and in yeah. hopes that they can um, they can just realize that m- no matter what they face, that they can still have joy in the moment and be comforted by the God of all comfort.
0: Yeah, Amen. Come on, and yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. if you guys want to dive more into you know, comfort and joy, practical, you know, sp- specifically like testimonies of people that have mm-hmm. applied God's word and trust in the Lord to comfort and joy. Like go listen to the Dress and Splinter podcast. Mm. All the links are going to be in the show notes. Um, and one last thing that just came to mind, like if you are finishing this podcast and thinking like, man, like I didn't get my silver bullet for like finding comfort and joy, like, man, I <laughs> I guess I'm still like <laughs> struggling. Keep in mind that, you know, Romans 8 says, like, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you trust in Christ to be everything for you, be your reconciliation to God, to be your purpose, identity, meaning, all of those things. If you trust in Christ, if you're in Christ, there is no Mm -hmm. condemnation for you. There is none. And we understand that this Christian walk is really, really difficult. And Mm -hmm. as, as much as we like talking about it, like, me and Lydia are not... Your silver bullet. Like, we're not the answer. Yeah. Like right. anything that you try and do on your own is not the answer. Christ is the answer. Mm-hmm. And Christ can be found in God's word. And so my biggest encouragement is just like, please don't condemn yourself if you're still struggling. If you if you want to lean more into like how to find comfort and joy, definitely listen to the Dress and Splendor podcast, buy some books, read up on it. Mm-hmm. But the true solution to not just this problem, but any problem. In life is Christ. And even though that's such a cliche answer, it's true, you know? It's cliche because it's true. Because Christ Mm. truly is the fulfillment of everything creation has been about. And so my biggest encouragement just as we leave today on this Roots Podcast episode is find your comfort and joy in Christ. Mm. And even when you're struggling, He says, come unto me. You know, I will will give you rest. Like my yoke Mm. is easy. My burden is light. I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And so put down this podcast, open up your Bible, you know, put your hands together and pray to the one that made you that wants to encounter with you and give you all of those promises that he has in scripture. Um, I'm just so excited for you to go into scripture and find all the promises that he has made Uh, so you can take a hold of them and that it can, you know, impart some comfort and joy into your life. Uh, Yeah, that's basically all I want to say. Lydia, thank you so much for joining us on Roots. I am just so honored to have you on. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Well, that has been it for 2022. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have a lot of plans for the new year. We're really excited about some of the stuff we're working on. And we're just I'm just so grateful that you guys listen to Roots. Again, we the only reason that I do this podcast is to encourage you to put down this podcast, mm-hmm. to read the word, to pray to God, to encounter the one that made you. Let your maker root you to himself and so happy christmas you know merry merry christmas happy new year (laughs) Uh, just so grateful for you guys and uh yeah we'll catch you here next time see you later